0: Hello there, and welcome to the Brand Mary Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today for this episode. I'm pretty excited to share this one with you because we've got another repurposed live stream. Y'all know how much I love repurposing, extending the life of my content. I like to walk the walk. I tell you to do it. I might as well do it myself. And so if you're following along on Instagram, you know that I am currently in the beautiful St. Croix I freaking love it here. If you're not following along on Instagram, come check it out. It's my first quarterly week slash two weeks of rest. I shared more about that in episode 35 of the podcast, where I talked a little bit more about how I have really committed to taking you know weeks of rest in my business, where I actually step away and just refill my cup. And that episode dives into why I do it, how I do it, how I prep for it, and all that. So definitely check that out after you listen to today's episode. But because I am on good old vacay right now, and um, you know this was just a really great live stream, I wanted to share it with you. So I did a live stream in February where I shared five ways that I elevated my marketing to between 2019 and 2020, primarily, and how that resulted in the elevation of my revenue as well. Specifically, I grew my revenue from 2019 to 2020 by 100,000. Um, I had already been in the 100k range. I, from 2017 to 2019, I had hit six figures in my business after one year of being a business owner. And I had continued to grow, but I was so ready for that next level. And what I was doing with my marketing wasn't getting me there. So I made five main changes and saw awesome growth that continues to serve my business today. These are also the same strategies that I teach inside of my membership, Brand Mary Academy. And you can always go to brandmaryacademy.com to join the wait list so you'll be the first to know when we open the doors again later this year. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode where I'm sharing five ways that I elevated my marketing and also my revenue. Brand Mary, we believe in the power of storytelling. So we're on a mission to help entrepreneurs own and monetize their story through personal branding and advanced marketing strategies. Build a brand, market with ease, create more income and impact. Welcome to the Brand Mary Podcast. I've been in business for almost six years now. My first year of business, 2016 to uh, 2017, I had created a six-figure revenue business. So I often tell people that I'm incredibly proud of doing that, that was a huge goal for me. Now, that might not be a goal for you, whatever your number is, it doesn't matter, fill in the blank. That was a big goal for me, but I started to realize that I was Get it? I had gotten to that point using marketing strategies that I didn't want to sustain. So I had the six-figure business within one year, and then again in 2018, I had created that again, and I just started to really think about how I was showing up and where I was showing up at the time, just to give you like a back end, I was constantly posting in Facebook groups, sometimes three times a day going into Facebook groups. I know if you're watching this and you've been in business for a while and maybe you're even using this strategy, it was like such a strategy to like go into a Facebook group, have your like three main ones go in multiple times a day, engage, comment so you could post your freebie on a Friday, that whole thing. I had my own Facebook group at the time And I was using social media primarily as my marketing strategy. Now, I was building an email list. Ah, so important. So I had been building an email list since the very, very beginning, but it was... It was a slow pace, okay? I wasn't getting a lot of leads in. So my efforts were at the time really focused on, obviously, the Facebook groups and social, trying to get as many leads in the door as possible. It was a very trickle effect at the time. And then because it was such a trickle, Almost 90%, I think, of my energy went to serving my existing audience through my email list, doing free trainings, challenges, all of that. So that's a little bit of a look at kind of how I got to that point, right? I I feel like for for me and my business, and maybe you're even thinking about your own business and, and your revenue goals, that six figures was a very pivotal moment where I was like, Okay, this is gonna this is this will work out. It'll be okay. <laughs> because before that it was very questionable, right? You're always believing in it, obviously, but just kind of like going through the motions. I never at one point really felt like a CEO. I looking back now, I don't know if I ever really felt like a business owner because I was just trying to keep up with the day-to-day. On the back end, I know this is relatable for some of you watching as well, I'm also a mother. At the time, my son was a year old and I had just left my nine to five. So I had been building and kind of doing all the things at one time. So that's where I was, okay? So that's pretty much what my strategy was. 2017, 2018, I was using the right hashtags. I was posting on multiple, you know, Instagram and Facebook. I was doing a lot of live video. I was was doing all the things that we were supposed to be doing at that time. Then in 2019, my husband and I and our son decided to sell our home and travel full time. So my husband left his job and we started traveling. And while I had been thinking a little bit about, you know, changing my marketing strategies, what I had was working and like, we we were okay, right? We We were comfortable. And I guess there was just no like urgency to change. Right? It it was working. It was doing okay. I could live with it. There wasn't that urgency, even though deep down I was like, there's gotta kind of be a better way. And maybe you are thinking the same thing about your business right now. (laughs) Just gonna go out on a limb there. Then we started traveling in an RV full time, and internet became a problem. And I started to realize that I couldn't rely on internet to support me. And if I couldn't show up every single day, how was I ultimately going to get those leads? And so that was such a moment for my business because it came very unexpected. I mean, I think deep down I knew, obviously, if you're gonna be in the middle of the freaking Grand Canyon, right? You're not gonna have cell phone service. But I didn't really think about it in relation to my business. And so I started to realize in 2019, hold on, something needs to shift because, Again, if I'm not showing up on social media, I'm not getting any leads. If I'm not showing up in these Facebook groups, I'm not getting any leads. And I was using Facebook advertising at the time, but it was not my main you know, strategy. I wasn't spending thousands of dollars every month like so many marketers are to get those consistent leads in the door. So that's about where I was like, something's gotta shift. And I knew that I had a solid brand. I knew that I had solid messaging. This is my expertise, right? Branding, messaging, having that solid foundation for your business. I had a website, I was starting to get, you know, I was getting traffic to my website. So I had those pieces there, and I knew that there was just one area that needed my attention and really needed some elevated strategies, and that was marketing. And so I'm gonna give you some some numbers, just and like the growth that I experienced, and then I'm gonna share exactly what I did, the five core things I believe that I did to see that shift. And as always, if you have questions, please let me know. So I had been in the $100,000 revenue bracket for 2017, 2018, and 2019. 2019 is when I wanted to elevate my marketing, and I also wanted to get out of the 100K area. And I think sometimes we see this, I definitely see this with my clients, Going back to what I mentioned before, like you're doing all right, you're seeing the little incremental growth or even holding steady. What you're doing seems to be working, but to get to that next bracket, that next element, something needs to change. And so I implemented these things that I'm gonna share with you between 2019 and 2020. In 2020, I grew my revenue by 100,000. So I almost doubled my revenue. And 2020 obviously was such an, interesting year for all of us. Um, But I noticed that I was actually doing a little bit less in regards to marketing. Like I was having more of an impact and I was definitely attracting more people and leads, but I felt like I wasn't doing as much as I had been doing previously, which was such an interesting concept because before that, I always believed that like, if you're not working hard, then you're not, you know, making forward progress. And so I started to almost, on accident, work smarter, not harder. And now that's just like a core marketing belief at Brand Mary, like we're gonna be more strategic, work smarter, not harder, especially when it comes to marketing. So I saw a 100K revenue increase, which used to be what I just made in a year. And and ultimately went into that that 200k revenue. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because one, I think specifics are important. I think um, you know also showing that like not only did I elevate my marketing strategies, and I felt like my life became a little bit easier, and but also we saw the benefit of that from a business perspective. So I saw the sustainability in terms of my time, you know, the the overwhelm of having to show up every single day but then also in the revenue. And I think that connection is so, so important. Uh, So what do I, what did I do? I did a lot, but there are five pieces that I really truly believe had the biggest impact on that growth. And then the other thing to note is these five pieces, although I kind of started them during that time, I've continued to use them in my business and have seen revenue growth again. So we grew even more last year. Nearly 300K. I think we were like $4,000 off from 300K. But again, these strategies don't just stop, they keep working, they keep performing. Okay, so there's a little bit about numbers, revenue, all that jazz. Of course, if you have questions, let me know. So the very first thing that I did, and many of you might have heard me mention this before, but I figured out search engine optimization. Now, I'm not talking, at this point, I'm not talking about SEO for blogging. That is a piece that I have now mastered. I have multiple blogs that are on page one of Google that send traffic to my website, that results in leads and clients on a regular basis. That came a little bit later in 2020. What happened in 2019 is I started to really think about the client buying journey. And if you're not familiar with the client buying journey, I have a YouTube video all about it and you can check that out link in my bio or go to brandmary.com youtube to check that out but i started to think about okay how do i want to show up for the people who are ready to invest so i kind of stepped into the shoes of my ideal customer and i was like all right if i was looking for someone to help me with this what would i google because we go to Google, right? If we have a problem we want solved, we go to Google. Uh, many of you, I'm sure, I've done it too, when you're looking for someone to support you or looking for a course or a program or strategies or anything like that, you're going to Google, you're looking around, you're seeing what's available to you. And so I started to think about though that specific pool of my ideal customer, the person who was at that point where they were so ready to invest, they just needed to find the right person. And so I got really serious about SEO and showing up for key search words that I knew my audience was looking for. And within a few months, I started to see an increase in traffic. And then I started to see consistent leads coming in for my paid offer. So not just growing my email list, but almost bypassing that completely and just putting in an application to work with me. And so that's when I started to realize like, this is such a sweet spot that so many entrepreneurs are missing out on. I'm a big fan of content creation. I love content. We're gonna talk about content like multiple times inside of these tips. I know how important it is, but we also wanna think about the ideal customers who are just ready to buy in that moment. And most of us, our ideal customers and ourselves as consumers, are looking for those things on Google. And so what I specifically did is I optimized my website for industry specific keywords. So branding, personal branding consultant, you know, brand coaching, brand strategist, different things like that. With the intention that I would show up on page 1 for many of them I actually was ranked on page 1. And that obviously fluctuates through the, through the years, but I'm still on page 1 for almost all of the keywords that I had worked really, really hard to get. And again, what was so cool about this is not only did I see an increase in traffic to my website, so my website stopped sitting there, looking beautiful, being beautiful, and actually started working for me, which was helpful. (laughs) If you have a website that's just kind of there, but doesn't get a lot of traffic, I feel you. That used to be me as well. Um... And so this started bringing in more traffic. I mean, I didn't see a giant increase. It was definitely a a small bit, but it was consistent. And then more than anything, more than anything, I saw that people were saying that they had found me on Google and then they were ready to invest. And we've seen this trend just continue to rise today. At the time when I was implementing this SEO, my... 30 days of support was right around $997, around $1,200. Since then I have elevated it to $2,250, so over $2,000 investment. We're still getting consistent leads from Google who are ready to invest almost within 24 hours of hearing from me. No discovery call, just an email correspondence and ready to invest. So it's really, really powerful to not neglect those individuals who are at that stage, who are ready to buy. And again i have additional i have a whole video on the client buying journey over on youtube that you can definitely check out as well as my blog but that was definitely the first thing that i did and so the cool thing about this was i didn't have to really do anything again like i i checked in with my keywords every 30 days i checked my ranking i made some modifications but it wasn't something i was continuously doing i like did it once and then i got to reap the benefits of it which was amazing and this is something that i teach inside of Mary academy in fact What I'm sharing with you today, because my business and my life changed so much when I elevated my marketing, I was able to travel and walk away from my business for long periods of time. We saw an increase in revenue because that I've been able to hire team members, right? Like all this stuff has happened that I was like, whoa, more people need to understand how to do this for their business. And so now I teach most of this stuff inside of the academy. So again, SEO, so, so powerful, and um, this whole site-wide SEO concept where, you know, showing up for industry-specific keywords, what your audience is looking for, ready to invest, is incredibly important and made a huge difference in my business. Okay, the second thing that I did to elevate was my content workflow. Now, I always thought i was great at this <laughs> like i i was like oh this feels good right i i'm putting content out all the time i'm putting content out every day i've always emailed my list more than once a week this has been consistent for a really long time but looking back now i'm like it was still a hot mess express all right there was still days there were still days when i was like making random graphics to like post or like oh man i don't have an instagram post today i gotta whip it up like there still were a lot of holes in my workflow and so i started to think about this whole elevation process and uh james clear if y'all have read atomic habits which is one of my favorite books of all time he talks about how you do not rise to the level of your goals you fall to the level of your systems and so that's when I started to think of like the back end of my business. Like what were my systems? <laughs> Cuz as a solopreneur, I was just kind of doing the things. And with Facebook and Facebook groups, like I couldn't schedule things in other Facebook groups. I was scheduling on my, you know, Instagram page and my Facebook page, but it was it wasn't great, like let's be honest. So I really started thinking about my workflow. You know, what were all the pieces that I needed to do to create content every single week? what pieces could I streamline and automate? What elements could I um, uh, get rid of that weren't necessary? <laughs> How could I implement templates? Like I became obsessed with graphic templates, not copy templates. I have a whole theory on, on copy templates where you fill in the blank. I, I don't love them, but graphic templates where I would make very specific templates in Canva, and then reuse them with new information. Save me so much time. Because I understand graphic design, but I'm not a graphic designer at heart, okay? So it still takes me a good amount of time to create a graphic. So I started to really look at exactly what I was doing, every little piece that I was doing to create consistent content in my business. And I streamlined it. I really focused on where I was gonna be showing up, when i was going to be showing up and how and i created a very specific plan for instance i knew all right i'm gonna be doing a video on mondays all right i'm going to have a blog post on thursday i'm gonna make sure that i email my list tuesday and thursday like i wrote out a whole kind of plan for myself for my content workflow And it helped so much. Like I found that what was typically taking me kind of a a full day-ish to build out a whole week of content was now taking me like two to three hours for a whole week of content, getting it scheduled. And that was absolutely amazing. So my biggest tip for you, if you are ready to elevate your marketing, is look at what you're currently doing. We really need to audit where we're at because like I mentioned in the beginning, it can feel like it's working it can feel like, oh, the revenue is coming in. It doesn't feel that bad, right? But when we sit down and we actually look at it and we kind of nitpick our own strategy, you're going to be able to plug any holes that are currently there and then look for opportunities to shift. And that in and of itself can make a huge difference in your productivity, in your consistency, um, and just your ability to, you know, not lose your mind when you're creating your content every single week. So don't neglect your systems. Uh, workflows are a big passion project for us over here at Brand Mary. <laughs> We're big fans, um, because it's true, your systems and, and your workflows and your standard operating procedures, those things really will support you in your goals. If you have these amazing, um, you know, revenue goals, we'll use revenue as an example, you have these amazing revenue goals, but the back end of your business isn't in a place to support those goals, then you'll find that you just kind of stay at that income bracket, like I had shared before. So content workflow, again, I got really, really clear on where I wanted to show up, when I wanted to show up, very specific days, how I wanted to show up, video, posting different things like that it was also at this time that i decided i wanted to close my personal facebook group because i didn't enjoy it and we weren't seeing the uh roi from my time so that was something else when i started looking at my content workflow i realized I was putting a lot of time and energy into maintaining this Facebook group, but my ROI was really coming from my email list, not the Facebook group. So we started tracking clicks, we started tracking different things like that, and we just saw that it wasn't worth it. I would not have realized that. I would have made an emotional decision, not a data decision, if I hadn't looked at the numbers. So auditing what you're currently doing is something that you should be doing all the time, but definitely if you're in a place where you're wanting to elevate your marketing. Because again, some things might be working and they're great and we can keep doing them, but there's probably a lot of holes and gaps and things that you just don't enjoy. Okay, so then that leads me to the third thing that I did, which is repurposing. Now, I know you've heard me talk about this before, um, but this just completely changed my business and i had been doing um i like to call it like repurposing 1.0 before where i would take a live video and then i would turn it into a blog post and at the time what i was doing is i was uh like writing out my notes for the live video and then i would do the live video and then i would complete my notes for the blog, all right? So that was like an example of it. I would also, I was also showing up on Pinterest at the time, which we were going to talk about in a minute, but so I would take that blog post and I'd put it out on Pinterest or, you know, I'd I'd go live on Instagram and share it on Instagram. So it was like a 1.0 repurposing. When I looked at my content workflow and I combined that with my lack of internet while traveling, I realized that I had Such a golden opportunity to fine tune this process and repurpose even more. And that's when I stepped into my repurpose 2.0, which is what I teach today. It was like just this next level mind mapping of repurposing. And I started focusing on one core piece of content every single week and then pushing that out and then another core piece of content the next week. And what that allowed me to do was A, come up with less content ideas. I only needed to come up with 12 topics for an entire quarter. It also saved me a ton of time because what I did is I figured out that video was my sweet spot. I really love video. Video feels really normal and natural to me. So what I did is I focused my energy on video marketing, And then I focused on how I could take that video and repurpose it in the most efficient way possible. So one of the shifts that I made is I transcribed my videos. I no longer was writing out my blog post. I no longer was, uh, yeah, I just, I wasn't like writing my blog anymore. I was taking the video, I was transcribing it. I decided to invest in a transcription service that was more accurate, rev.com is what we use, rev.com. And that made my life so, I mean, it saved me hours, (laughs) hours. It was amazing. We started to really focus on then pulling chunks of copy from that transcript to put in my email marketing, to put uh, on Instagram, to put on Facebook. Like I wasn't focused too much on those platforms, but I was like, I'm already here. I already have this awesome piece of content. We might as well get it out. And so I really believe that most entrepreneurs can solve their content woes with the power of repurposing, but it can't be willy-nilly. It has to be a very strategic plan. So as I mentioned with the content workflow before and getting really specific with each individual step, what I did is I mapped out what did my repurposing plan look like? What was I going to start with? Then how was I going to create all the various, you know, graphics and Uh, Instagram posts and, you know, all of the the blog posts, all those different things. How was I going to do that? And then figure out how to kind of automate that workflow. And in the beginning, it did. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Anytime you do something new, a new system, it felt a little hodgepodge right? I was just kind of like, okay, we're just going through the motions. But now uh, it's amazing. (laughs) Like, I went from doing that weekly to then doing that 30 days, so I would do 30 days of content at a time. 30 days of videos, 30 days of uh, blog posts, 30 days of social media content. Now I do 90 days at a time. So this is actually a great example in a behind the scenes. Yesterday I recorded two podcast episodes. I'm gonna repurpose this audio. There's that repurpose again. I'm gonna repurpose this live stream into a podcast, episode for the Brand Mary podcast, and I'm gonna record three more today and, We'll be done. And so uh, what it has allowed me to do is now even step away from creating content weekly. I get to create and schedule content for a full 90 days and then step back and focus on other parts of my business, which is amazing. I will say that I believe to get to this 90 day mark, you do need support. I could not do this by myself. So most of my clients are around the 30 days. Uh, Most of my clients inside of Brand Mary Academy are either doing it themselves or they've hired a part-time VA for like five hours a month that helps them with this repurposing plan, getting their content out there. And, uh, but yeah, for the 90 days, I definitely need the support team that I have for video editing, podcast editing, uh, transcribing the blog, scheduling the blog, all those different pieces, because in order to do it, we gotta all be focused for like two weeks, right? To get it all out and to get it all scheduled. So again, I really do believe, I really do believe that most Entrepreneurs' content struggles can be remedied with a solid repurposing plan and making sure that you're not just repurposing for social media, but you're also focused on these platforms that are going to drive more traffic to your website, which leads me to number four. So, as I mentioned in the first, you know, way that I elevated my marketing, I focused on site-wide SEO because I wanted to show up for those entrepreneurs who were ready to invest. They knew what they were looking for. They knew what they needed to solve their problem. They just needed to find the right person. All right. Now that's level five in the content buying journey. So there's level one and level four that we also have to think about. And this is where content creation plays a vital role because if someone isn't quite ready to purchase, maybe they don't even know how to solve their problem, they're just aware that they have a problem. It's through content creation that you can support them and ultimately lead them to the buying process. So, one of the things I knew that I wanted to do was elevate my traffic to my website. Now, as I mentioned, Previously, I had been focused on Instagram and Facebook, primarily, and Facebook groups. And they weren't driving traffic to my website. Why? Because they're not designed to drive traffic to your website. They're social media platforms. You're supposed to be social and they want you to stay on the platform. That's why we can't put links in our Instagram feed, right? We have them in our bio because... Nobody wants to click through to a bio and go to a link, all right? So they weren't designed to drive traffic to your website. But I had already seen what happens when someone lands on my website. I had already noticed that once they were there, they resonated with my messaging. They were going to opt in. They were going to eventually buy from me. I knew that my solid brand was working for me because I had seen not working with SEO. So then I started focusing my energy on how do I consistently drive more traffic to my website? I was getting a trickle with the SEO, but I wanted more. (laughs) And so that's when I started at this point focusing on Pinterest. So I had been using Pinterest. I started using it actually in 2017 when not a lot of people were using it for business at the time and we saw great results, but I wasn't 100% dedicated to the strategy Then in 2019, 2020, I was like, we're going all in on this strategy. We really started to figure out how the platform works. I started to get more specific with SEO on that platform. We started experimenting with graphics and content. We started playing to see what worked and what didn't work. Um, Eventually, I started even investing a little bit in Pinterest ads to give like a little bit of boost. And the results in terms of traffic were incredible. I often say that if you're an entrepreneur just getting started, and you really want leads and traffic to your website, uh, domain authority, right and sales that and you're looking to advertise Pinterest advertising is a fantastic way because you can get started for like $2 a day, which you could do on Facebook, but it's not going to be very beneficial, right? You can do like $2 a day. And I have an I have a whole post that talks about that strategy over on the Brand Mary blog. So I started implementing this strategy. And so from 2019, in 2019, I had 28,000 website views, which is pretty good, right? I'll, I'll take it. In 2020, I had 120,000 website views. We grew by 300%. And That was incredible. So of course, leads were increasing, revenue was increasing, because now I was getting in front of people who needed my expertise, who needed my products and my services. And so what this really taught me, and I think is the foundation of everything that we teach inside of Brand Mary Academy, is that you've got to get on the platforms where people are searching for your products and your services. Unlike Instagram and Facebook, Pinterest is a search engine, like YouTube. We go there, we type in a very specific thing into the search bar, and then we find the results, right? So it's completely different than Facebook or Instagram, where we're creating content and kind of hoping it lands in front of our ideal customer at a specific stage of their journey, Where on Pinterest, we know we're gonna land in front of our ideal customer because they've searched for our content. It's just a whole, you know, situation. And so I started really making that my main focus and my main website driver. And as you can see, website traffic increased. We already talked about revenue increasing. This is something we've continued to uh, implement and use and fine tune as the platform has changed over the years. This is probably the number one mini course inside of Brand Mary Academy that my clients love because Pinterest seems simple, like, we're like, oh, what's this pin content? But from a business perspective, it has a lot of moving parts. And if you don't understand the full strategy, it can be really hard to get it to work for you. And so most of my clients who come into Brand Mary Academy, just, they're like, I'm going straight to Pinterest. We're just getting started with Pinterest because it's phenomenal. It's amazing. And the other thing to note about Pinterest is that your content doesn't disappear. So I don't want this entire thing to be about Pinterest and Pinterest ads, but here's a fun little... You know, note when you're running Facebook ads or Instagram ads and you are promoting your content, right? Uh, A lead magnet, something like that. The second you turn it off, it's gone. It's gone. It doesn't live in, you know, more people can find it. It just disappears. On Pinterest, because of the nature of the platform, that when people see your content, they repin it, they add it to their boards. You can run a campaign for 30 days, turn it off. And still see consistent traffic to your website, which is amazing. And so we see this time and time again. We know what old blog posts are going to be driving traffic to my website and leading to, you know, conversions, opt-in, sales, all that because it's been working, it's been there forever, it's been working, it's not just gonna miraculously stop working, it's just gonna keep growing. And so that's one of the reasons I love that platform. As I mentioned, YouTube, another thing that we teach inside of Primary Academy, because again, your video is always there, Uh, same with blogging. We also teach that inside of Brand Mary Academy. So how do you use SEO? How do you create blog posts that are gonna get ranked on Google? Pinterest and blogging obviously fit hand in hand very beautifully. And so uh, those types of strategies are just consistently bringing traffic. Like I mentioned at the beginning, I still have blog posts from 2016, 2017 that are bringing in traffic from Google and Pinterest and bringing in leads to my business. And I, I don't have to really touch them. I gotta update them every once in a while because I'm like, this isn't relevant anymore because marketing changes all the time but the content and the way that it's driving traffic is always there so um Okay, so I want to recap and then I'm going to share my very last one with you and then of course answer any questions um, if you have them. So number one was I got really serious about SEO and specifically SEO for the my ideal customer who is ready to purchase. Number two was I got really clear on a content workflow. I streamlined it. I focused on how I wanted to show up, when I wanted to show up, and where I wanted to show up. I filled in the gaps. I removed anything that was taking too much time. I... Repurpose 2.0, right? I really stepped it up. I looked at ways to automate this to get content ready for an entire week in like two hours on a Monday. That eventually grew to 30 days and now we're at 90 days. And then I really focused on website traffic. So many entrepreneurs have a website that is just sitting there. And there's a lot of mentors and a lot of educators who will tell you you don't need a website. Look, you probably don't need a website to get your first, you know, couple clients, but for a sustainable business, you want a central hub with your core information, your story, your information to work with you, how to contact you, resources that you've created, blogs, podcasts, YouTube, all those different things. So, if someone lands there, they've got everything that they need to make a decision. And most of the, not all, most of the mentors and educators who are saying you don't need a website say that because they don't know how to drive traffic to a website. But I have just seen that, you know, let's say a specific platform goes down for a specific amount of time. I still, I'm still, i still getting leads in my business because I'm sending traffic to my website with all these different platforms. So for me, it has been all about that sustainable marketing, something that's going to continue to perform for a long time. Okay, the very last one is around content. And I really made a shift in the type of content that I was sharing. So I like to say that I ultimately elevated my content and I focused on high value content. Now, what I mean by that is I started to do deep dives. I started to really teach. I had been you know, maybe scratching the surface in some areas, um, I was creating a lot of content, but it, it was, you know, it was just like surface level things that my ideal customer was struggling with. And what I started to do is I started to go even deeper and create almost mini trainings with every piece of content that I was creating. Now, maybe your business doesn't, you know, mean that you're going to teach somebody like educational content, but ultimately the goal was to be of high value and high service. I wanted someone to be able to watch a video from me or listen to a podcast or read a blog and just know, like just know that they wanted to work with me, that I was the right person for them, that I could ultimately support them. And I've seen this continue to perform in my business. Just recently, as I mentioned, we're still getting tons of leads from Google. I had a client uh, reach out about you know, working with me one-on-one, very interested, emailed her back, told her about the package and next steps. And she messaged me the next day and she said, okay, I've talked to a bunch of people on the phone. I haven't talked to you on the phone, but I did listen to a couple of your podcasts and I know 100% I want to invest in you. That's the power of content and really good content. Uh, I just released a YouTube video yesterday where I talk about the big picture of marketing. Again, you can watch that over on YouTube. All about mastering your marketing. I mean, it is a—it's tr- like a webinar where I'm talking about the big picture of marketing, how you gain leads, how to break down each step, where your marketing strategies fit in. So I really started to, you know, put a lot of emphasis on the value of the content that I was creating. And the reason that I was able to do this, remember, the reason I was able to do this is A, I wasn't creating new content every single day. I was repurposing that content. So I was able to put more energy into the content I was creating. And that was a huge shift for my business. So aside from the higher value that this provided my audience, really helping them move through the client buying journey at a faster pace, knowing that we were the right brand for them, It's also longer lasting. So I really focused less on like, do this at this point and you'll see success and like longevity. I wanted to create a YouTube video that if someone watched it five years from now, it was still relevant. Of course, I'll add in a couple trends and little things on each platform that are working because I've been marketing, that's what we do, but I wanted longevity and that has really, really served my business. So we'll have YouTube videos from a couple of years ago that start to get traction. I have one on brand messaging that's doing really well right now and I'm like, good thing. <laughs> good thing I focused on longevity and not, short, quick fixes, because now someone will see that, see that it's relevant, see that they enjoy it, that it's gonna work for them, and then take the next step, which will to be, be you know, opt in, become a client. So those were the five ways that I elevated my marketing. As I've mentioned, I teach all of this and so much more inside of Brand Mary Academy, which is my marketing membership, our emphasis inside of the academy is to help you get your brand seen and paid our strategies are not about you finding clients which is what social media and, and some of these other platforms are about it's about clients finding you so clients searching for very specific things to help them with their problem maybe even your specific uh, you know title your specific industry your specific service and coming across your brand it's incredibly powerful you know uh, I traveling is a big goal of mine, and it's always been a goal, and that's what kind of started me on this whole sustainable marketing adventure. I realized that I don't wanna be worrying about getting leads and making sales, when I'm on vacation with my family. I want this to be more of an automated process. And then that allows me to then show up for my clients at a higher level, increase client retention, show up for my email list, giving incredible value, which will ultimately lead to an increase in conversions. And I'm able to do all of that because of this marketing strategy. My biggest thing with this strategy is I'm so glad that I did it when I did, because I set myself up for a lot of success in 2020. If I had waited, then I don't think I would have seen that growth. I would have stayed where I was, which again, wasn't horrible. I was okay, but I knew there was much more out there. I knew there were more possibilities for me in terms of reaching my ideal customer and being of service. And I'm really glad that, you know, moving into an RV and having no internet forced me to adjust and elevate my marketing because it's it's been miraculous the outcome so i'm a firm believer that these changes in your marketing cannot wait they need to happen now and investing in marketing is an amazing place to put your money because of the roi marketing ultimately helps you get clients that's the whole goal of marketing so the money that you put into that and implement you're seeing that roi not only maybe instantly, but also long-term. As I mentioned, a lot of the things that I implemented, we're still seeing results from that two years down the line. So for me, investing in marketing, again, delivers the very best ROI for your business. And um, I'm here for that.